0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Good Fight Podcast. I'm Denver. And I'm Brian. And
1: uh, we're excited for this week. Uh, We had a good time uh, doing the podcast last week, and we really enjoyed the input from the people that... uh, reached out to us
0: yeah we hope you had a chance to catch that and uh if not we'd appreciate uh, you kind of checking it out and seeing what's going on uh as we got the input from you and considered things we're going to change up the format make a little bit more dialogue back and forth between the two of us
1: yeah and i don't know if you can tell but new microphone so hopefully that makes a difference yeah we'll see how
0: that goes Well, um, as we said, um, uh, as promised, we are going to talk this week about the California recall.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's a big thing, and I, I'm not sure when mail-in ballots are going to start going out there, but I'm sure that's soon, and so people have to make their decisions uh, uh, pretty quick here.
0: Yep, I think it's the middle of August, and a couple of weeks are going to be coming out, so it's time to be ready and to know what we're going to do if we want this uh, to take advantage of this opportunity. And as we'll discuss... Uh, To see if we should even do it. Is it going to be a useful tool for us or just uh, a a chance for mob rule? Well,
1: I think we'll get into that. And uh, I think, you know, there's
0: two sides to a coin. So let's discuss it. Yep. Be back in a second. Well, we're back. So uh, the California recall. As we said before, is it going to be a useful tool or uh, or mob rule? And as we were discussing it earlier, uh, I, I think uh, I had a few more reservations than you did. So why don't you uh, just start? Tell, tell us why you think it's such a useful tool. Well, <laughs>
1: um, so I, I do think it's a useful tool. Um, obviously, I think it's a good setup to remove unlawful politicians who obviously will abuse their office. Uh, again, I think this is another safeguard against tyrannical leaders, which... I think is a good thing rather than a bad thing. Um, it gives us an opportunity to get rid of leaders who have, one, no rights staying another day in office, and two, is dangerous to the office. Um, so especially in the circumstances where um, you can't uh, nail down a crime that they've committed, which I think Newsom has committed crimes. But if you can't, that obviously you have to do impeachment for that. This is another way where uh, citizens can get a leader who has not done us well out of office, rather than wait uh, years for their uh, reelection. And so I, I know you have uh, uh, the opposite uh, side of the coin to that mob rule. So let's uh, let's hear your side.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't even say that I, I I really disagree fundamentally with anything that you have you've had to say. I, I guess that uh, for me it's just one of of uh, exercising caution to make sure that this process isn't abused and misused. Yeah. And I think one of the themes uh, that if you listen to these episodes that we'll be able to communicate is just the, the marvelous founding uh, of our country and our yeah. constitution and the brilliant system of checks and balances that were put in there. Yeah. And I, I do like what you said, that uh, if, if one system fails there's another system set in place... Right to be able to make up for it. So it's not so much as I think that, only that our founders are really careful that uh, that they set up a republic, not a pure democracy. Yeah, and if we are not important. careful, uh, pure democracy is basically mob rule, the rule of the, the 51% over the 49%. Yeah, And that uh, if, if we misuse this and start just recalling and impeaching anybody and everyone just because we don't like their politics, that's what I'm afraid of. And so I just think it's not, it wouldn't be appropriate to um, impeach Gavin Newsom just because of his politics. Gavin Newsom is being Gavin Newsom. Yeah. But I think, uh, as you said, that it's perfectly justifiable that there are some very good reasons for that.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll get into the reasons uh, later. Uh, but I also agree with you. This could set a precedent that, you know, we don't want to set. And it, it could bite us in the butt later down the line. Um, but. Like I said, as we'll talk about in the episode, I think for this circumstance, we have justifiable reasons to recall the governor.
0: Okay. And I think uh, we kind of chuckled as we went went back and forth the other day, as as I said, well, we don't want to do the same thing to to Gavin Newsom, just look for excuses to get rid of him just because we don't like his politics, like we feel like uh, was done with Trump, that they they just hated him so much, an orange man bad kind of thing, that they were looking for any excuse to get him out.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, every day in the news you'd look and they, you'd find something that they're trying to uh, catch him for and, and impeach them for. So uh, obviously we don't want that and uh, uh, we don't want to stoop down to their level per se
0: okay well uh, we we've, we've all heard the expression orange man bad and I'm not sure what kind of a man uh, we could fill in that blank in terms of Newsome with a lot of different things <laughs> many different and then and, and, and colors maybe but whatever that is uh, uh, after a second or the next we're going to talk about is um, uh, is this News is Newsome man bad enough to warrant being recalled
1: well let's get into it so Brian I, I know we want to be cautious about using this recall uh, but do you think it's uh, justifiable uh, this time around?
0: Well, I, I was r- uh, rather late in signing the petition. Uh, I, I did sign it. Uh, I know you encouraged me uh, at <laughs> I quite at length to do that over a period of months. And I think I, I, um, I hesitated just for the reasons I said that I believe that, Elections have consequences, and that we get the leaders uh, that we deserve. And it made me sad that we, as a state, would elect somebody like Gavin Newsom. But that he, uh, just in terms of lots of different things, was was just being himself. Uh, even as mayor of San Francisco, he ignored uh, laws and just kind of did his own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that so that shouldn't have been any surprise. And if somebody's willing to do that, that uh, that it really bears uh, thinking about in terms of electing him. Uh, but as I, as I looked at it, especially as the pandemic came on and saw how he chose to lock down uh, unilaterally and in a, in a kind of a cookie-cutter way, the most diverse state in the country, from dense urban areas to sparsely populated forest and agricultural areas with the same kinds of things, uh, that seemed to be uh, an abuse and i'll I'll say it as a common disclaimer that what we did for the two weeks to stop the spread to to just yeah. kind of get a get a handle on things mitigate the hospitals uh, that that's perfectly understandable but after that, there needs to be legislative oversight there needs to be a um, uh, a curb to this kind of unilateral stuff, like including the uh, the lockdown, stay-at-home orders, and that kind of stuff. So, to me, that's the tipping point. And uh, of course, I don't like his politics, and I'm since that's the case, I'm going to search for a candidate that is going to do what I feel is is best to sustain the state of California and not to take it uh, um, take it down like I feel it's going.
1: Yeah, I I think what you said about. Uh kind of COVID and uh, the, the stay-at-home orders, that being the tipping point, I think that is what a lot a lot of Californians uh, see as the tipping point also. And let me just say this. It's not just Republicans. There's a lot of Democrats who are on this train as well. You know, so I, I hear in the news that, oh, this is a partisan push, everything. I really don't think it is. I think that the people of California have hopefully finally realized that we're being dictated to. Um, and luckily, we live in a what is supposed to be a free land, and I'm seeing people exercising uh, their First Amendment and going out and talking about it. And finally, obviously, we have this petition here uh, to recall the governor that got uh, all, all the signatures that we needed and more. And so it's really promising to see. And I guess we'll just have to see uh, the actual uh, what happens in September.
0: Yeah. So don't believe all the commercials. I'm seeing a few anti-recall commercials that uh, you know, anti-republican. It's not just a Republican thing. Yeah. And uh, that the uh, and just we we want to really think for ourselves what what our freedom is all about and what the limitations on power uh, need to be and who's responsible for what the importance of local control and uh, and then make our wisest choice.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And um, I think that's important for. Uh, a lot of the young people uh, here in in the state to get them involved in the election, too. So that's what we hope to do. Um, Well, do we want to read the uh, original explanation for
0: the recall? Yeah, and, and I think it's it's going to be good for you to do that. To, to me this reminds me, one of the things I love about the Declaration of Independence is that uh, not only does it start with high and lofty language about why we need to uh, c- uh, come out from under the umbrella of Great Britain but it gives a very detailed list of specific reasons why and uh, this uh, part from the recall petition Denver's going to read is kind of like that the, that part for the recall.
1: Yeah, I really like that. So, uh, here it is: the uh, the uh, original uh, recall Newsom petition. Here it is. The grounds for this recall are as follows: Governor Newsom has implemented laws which are detrimental to the citizens of the state and our way of life. Laws he endorsed favor foreign nationals in our country illegally over that of our own citizens. People in this state suffer the highest taxes in the nation, the highest homelessness rate, and the lowest quality of life. As a result, he has imposed sanctuary state status and fails to enforce immigration laws. He unilaterally overruled the will of the people regarding the death penalty. He seeks to impose additional burdens on our state by the following, removing the protections of Proposition 13, rationing our water use, increasing taxes, and restricting parental rights.
0: There it is. So So if we... um we can pledge our lives, our fortunes, and, and our sacred, sacred honor, honor, I yep. suppose. <laughs> Where do <laughs> uh, I sign? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so. well, uh, in just a second, we'll come back. And uh, if, if we're going to recall him, then who are we going to replace him with? Good question. <laughs> and you and I, uh, up to today, had a different opinion about this. Yeah, so that's going to cool. be interesting. We can get into that. Okay.
1: Okay, so now let's get into the candidates a little bit more. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about Kevin Faulkner? I think he was the former San Diego mayor, right?
0: Yeah, uh, and when we get our ballots here soon, uh, there are going to be over 40 names on that ballot. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, percentage-wise, there's not no individual has a real large percentage of winning. And I think as we look into it, there's only a, a small handful of those names that really uh, are of, of any substance worth even talking about. Yeah. And so we're going to do our best to try to, to bring things to your attention or people that we think are worthy of your looking at and are worthy of us looking at. And then uh, I think we decided on our next episode that we're going to try to uh, zero in a little bit more. Hmm. So Kevin Falconer, uh, from what I understand, uh, was the mayor of San Diego. Yeah. And uh, that uh, to me, I, I really think that somebody in for for this office, it's good for somebody to have had some leadership experience. Yeah. That's one of my concerns about just legislators going right into high level leaders positions is that there really are not proven quantities in terms of having to make the tough decision people, skills, compromises, in order to really uh, move things forward. So I, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I think that um, I, that mo- that all of these people that we're going to bring up, any of them would be better than Newsom, yeah. and I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. That, um, uh, but I, I think that they, I mean he he's relatively unknown. The thing that frustrates me about. People as they're not really raising up in terms of the public knowledge unless it's really sought out. Yeah. But I think he's somebody that's uh, very much worth looking into. Hmm. And uh, so our, our next person is uh, John Cox.
1: Yeah, and just to be honest with you, if I received a ballot today and I had to choose, I would probably uh, cast my vote for John Cox. Uh, John Cox, obviously, uh, is we think is better than Newsom. As Brian said, most of these people are better than Newsom, although... It's probably not saying too much, but, you know, oh, well. Um, Again, John Cox has leadership experience. He's a a successful businessman. He did uh, uh, real estate in, I believe it was Idaho and a couple other states. Um, uh, uh, So he he was really successful with that and uh, put a lot of good people around him, built good teams. And I think that's important uh, in, in obviously, positions of leadership, but positions of leadership in government. You can't be a know-it-all. You got to have people around you who are experts, and you can you know lean on for their uh, their expertise. So I think that's an important thing. Um, I mean, John Cox also ran for governor in 2018. He was the Republican candidate uh, against Newsom. Obviously, didn't do too well because he didn't win. Um, and he's not the greatest campaigner. Also, we know that from this <laughs> this year's theme with the uh, the beast. So if we could just push that aside, okay, we, we don't look at that. Um, he actually has some real uh, positive uh, solutions to these problems that have uh, been arising, and thanks to our Governor Newsom, has brought us to our attention. So um, I really like him, and um, obviously if I had to vote today, it'd probably be him, but we still have some time to the election. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't we talk a little bit about Larry Elder, because he's an interesting candidate also.
0: Yeah. Uh, Larry Elder is probably the the one that I'm most familiar with just because of him being a a, a conservative commentator and author. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, listening to what he has to say, and, and I think he has a number of unique perspectives that really give what he has to say credibility. Um, I think that uh, he, he's got a, a, a BA in political science and is a and, uh, his, uh, lawyer, his juris doctor degree. And uh, most recently, he's gotten into the the political commentary uh, area. But I think that that background sets him apart from other uh, celebrities uh, like our last. Uh, substitute uh, governor that came in after a recall that was basically a celebrity and uh, ended up being very disappointing, especially to me. But uh, I think the concerns certainly are that uh, in, in terms of his actual uh, experience in, in coming up with the practical ideas of getting these things implemented, uh, there's not a track record Don't freely implement that. Right. Although I would argue that uh, for him as an African American and as somebody who has has grown up in poverty and has uh, has kind of uh, gone through the, the educational system and has worked hard and and all, I think that that he will have a lot to contribute. so I, I would just urge people not to dismiss him. Uh, out of hand and I, and I really do want to do a lot of homework between now and our next episode so that uh, I, I can really come to a firm decision he's the one I probably would vote for at this point just because I, I think he's electable he's vaulted uh, to the, uh, the the top uh, percentage candidate over Cox and Falconer um, but um, the the time remains for us to do our homework and all of us to figure out what we're going to do
1: so look at that Brian and I have a different opinion there wow. we go Marked Interesting, down the date right? and time. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I think there's also uh, a few people out there, but one uh, person maybe specifically that we kind of want to warn against. Um, and nothing down on the person, but, you know, just Caitlyn Jenner. You know, it's just odd um, of her decision to run. And if you watch what she says, first of all, she's a flip-flopper. You know, she doesn't stand real firm on uh, certain issues. Um, and kind of defers; it doesn't really answer questions. And so, I, I just think she's a distraction candidate. And I just want to warn against people who, you know, possibly want to vote for her. You know, this can really take away from if we're able to do this recall, take away from a real good candidate for governor. You know, in, instead of like a celebrity like um, uh, like she is. So we just want to be careful against that. Uh, we have a really good opportunity here. Um, and, uh, just remember on the, your ballot, um, it, it's not going to look like a regular ballot. It's going to be a recall ballot. So the first question is going to be, do you want to recall Governor Newsom? And you're going to have an option to say yes or no. If you say yes, you're going to get that list of 40 some candidates. So the first thing is, I urge everybody to put yes, and then we'll move from there. Absolutely. Um, but, um... Like Brian said, we'll, talk, we'll zero in more on these candidates in the next episode, and there's certainly some good people here, so we want to do the research.
0: Yeah, we'd encourage you to do your homework, too, and uh, I think these names are worth looking at. Look at the websites. Uh, to me, when I looked at these four websites, I didn't find one that I felt was real, um, uh, was a was perfectly satisfactory i think it'd be good for our candidates to come up with just a solid simple list of things they want to address their priorities and it'd be good for us to think about what are our priorities realistically as californians as christians but also realizing that there's a lot of ideological diversity shall we say in the state right. and we have to take that into consideration as part of loving the people around us but also just realistically uh what can go on
1: oh sure and you know I think this is an exciting time. Like I said, this is promising that we have this recall. Um, so I'm excited to do more research uh, of my own. And, um, and hopefully, like you said, everybody does their own research, too, because I think that's important. So I think that's that's
0: really nice. Okay. Well, as we get ready to, uh, to finish, uh, last week we said that most every episode we're going to try to end with a, a verse or a, a quote. We're gonna go right into it, and go right into it. We might as well. Um, but we thank you for listening. And uh, here's here's this week, and here here's where the seventy-one comes from right. in our um, in our email, uh, but it's from Psalm seventy-one and uh, seventeen and eighteen, and so uh, Denver's gonna read the first verse, and then uh, I'll read the second verse, maybe for obvious reasons. Mm,
1: okay, here we go. Oh God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds.
0: So even though old age and gray hairs, mm. yep. <laughs> Oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Mm. And, uh, I am doing this for my grandkids just more and more. I'm, I'm all in. I think it's important and, uh, it's, it's truly a good fight and a worthwhile fight.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think there's so much to be said about passing on knowledge to the next generation. Um, you know, without that, how far will knowledge go? You know, so yeah, um, knowledge
0: and truth—it's our—it's our, it's our biblical—it's um, our biblical command. Yes, I agree. Well, a couple things going on in our lives. Uh, I'm uh, I'm proud of Denver this week. He's going to be going off to Texas to Patriot Academy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, okay. So Patriot Academy, first of all, it's awesome. This will be my second year going to it, um, and it it is the nation's largest mock legislation. Okay. And it's told from a uh, a biblical standpoint and a foundational standpoint from uh, America how we founded our country and and trying to get young leaders out there uh, to go and fight for these truths. And uh, it was really enjoyable last time. uh, Last year in 2020, it was virtual. Thankfully, it's in person. I uh, I head out on Sunday. And so I'm really excited. Um, I have my own bill and a little bit about my bill. My bill is to exempt children from federal taxes. You'd think that'd be a no-brainer, but I guess not. So I'm pretty excited, and Brian, you're off to
0: Arizona. Yep, and I just want to say how proud I am of you at Patriot Academy. I had the privilege of uh, being back there and observing you last time, and this will be your second time. You've been tapped for some leadership positions, and they're choosing wisely. You're a vice chair of a committee, and And uh, you're already you're already being approached for uh, for for favorable consideration of other committee members' bills. So well, yeah, we part go. of
1: my job is to uh, choose what bills are going to be heard, and uh, I got uh, somebody reached out to me saying, "Oh, I got this great bill. I'd love you to, re- uh, to
0: read <laughs> it." And thank you for being vice chairman. <laughs> so and so it begins, Denver. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I'm headed for Arizona. I want to congratulate my father-in-law, who at uh, 95 years young is uh, is getting married uh, yeah, yeah. in about a week. So uh, looking forward to God's blessing on that and looking forward to uh, to being a part of it. Yeah, congratulations. And, uh, yeah. So and like we said, next episode, we'll try to give you some more information and uh, you can kind of compare your notes to ours. And let's keep praying for good things for ourselves, our families, our country. Uh, God's good and he's in control. And uh, let's make sure we're in his word and in prayer and, uh, and playing our part in the good fight.
1: Yeah. And I just want to remind you all that uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, uh, suggest topics that you might uh, like for us to address or find materials to pass on or just questions you have for us. So, again, uh, that, that email is goodfight71 at gmail.com. So we uh, will look forward to hearing from you guys.
0: Okay, we're working on getting these things up on Spotify and a few other places, so uh, we'll let you know about that too.
1: Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Uh, Keep up the good fight, and God bless. God
0: bless you. Bye.